1: What's good people and welcome to the Everyday Hustle. The show that explores the five most important days that have changed the lives of the world's best young creators, entrepreneurs and inventors. With new guests on the show each week, they'll be telling us their incredible stories and their everyday hustle. If you're on a journey, need some inspiration or just want to hear from some of the best young minds around, then subscribe wherever you are listening to this. Follow us on our socials at Everyday Hustle Show on Instagram and ED Hustle Show on Twitter. This is the Everyday Hustle. chatting today is a guy with so many talents he's a real example that you can do anything that you set your mind to from playing professional football at a young age to performing on stage in front of thousands of people he definitely knows how to two-step so he's definitely welcome in this studio right now welcome in cecil thomas bro how you doing
2: i'm very good thank you hello everyone Good, hello, good, hello. good.
1: Good to have you in, man. Good to have you in. It was a bit of a no-brainer because you know what? We we've known each other a minute now, yeah. And a couple of years. I've seen. So much work, what you've been up to? Like, honestly, you've been making absolute strides and movements, but sure. you can't actually justify it down to one single job role, can okay? you? Nah, like, I don't one, like, one job title. You know, fingers in about a million pies.
2: <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's it. Um,
1: so, so w- would we would we classify it as unemployed?
2: Yeah. Well, when people are like what you're doing now, I'm like, I'm unemployed. I just live a free life, but <laughs> I'm doing I do amazing stuff. I don't know how to how to describe it. So, so you've taken a second away
1: from doing dabs with Didier Drogba. Yep. Yeah. That was
2: <laughs> boy, that was, boy you're throwing me back
1: That was Yeah Doing dance with Didier Drogba That was amazing to, You know Performing on, on adverts On yep. stage um, And graduating most recently Congratulations yeah. Thank you very much Thank you very much Into the big bad world You know I'm yeah. out here <laughs> It's a bit of a journey It's a bit of a journey So if you were to sort of Justify in a couple of sentences Exactly what it is you do What, mm-hmm. would, you, what would
2: you say? Well Um I'd like to say I'm fun employed rather than unemployed. But um,
1: yeah, no. Fun employed. That needs to go in the dictionary real quick.
2: <laughs> no, what I do, so basically I've just well, I've just graduated, like you said, so I was I've trained as a performer um for three years. That's in dance, acting and singing. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not just boxed off as that. I do hosting, I do modelling, I do body doubling, I do acting and um I also currently now just started a own company where I go around to clubs around Football clubs around the country And do talks about Having a plan B Or careers advisory basically mm. And I set it all up myself I pushed it myself And it's now really paying off So I do that as well And um, yeah I just don't like to To be trapped So I just yeah, do I try it. and do everything and I like to I love new challenges I feel like why yeah. not Why not do everything We're in an era now Where you kind of have to do everything And I don't I I have a very high standard Of living So I try and make sure I'm the best at everything I do So yeah man it's, it's just the definitely way it
1: tell is. man i mean like you've got like a, a a long list there like as long as you're of yeah. different things that you're involved with and and up to um which kind of gets me down to the the point of your everyday hustle what does the what
2: does the word hustle mean to you just grinding like non-stop working like i'm one of those people i think people can relate if i'm not busy i've i can't, i don't get down but if i'm not busy i'm just my mind starts to wander and i uh, it does bring me down actually if I'm honest so I'm a guy that just wants to get up and just keep pushing to reach I don't know, the best I can be do you know what I mean so every day I'm trying to do something different or look at ways to better myself so that is my hustle just going out there and making people know who I am and what I can deliver I'm Cecil G Thomas and this is my everyday hustle we're going to begin at day one July 27th 2011 It was when I first went on trial at Crystal Palace. But as a young boy, I was very young. I was about, I was about 15. And I didn't understand the business of football, how, how to get into being a footballer. My brother just said, I'm going to take you every week to train for a club. And that's what it was. So to me, it was just training. I didn't really think mm. too much of it. And then I didn't really realise until weeks went on when the club were like okay we're going to get you to go to we played against Leeds was the first game I played and I was at the training ground of Crystal Palace mm. we had the coaches we had the tracksuits and I was like that's when my mind started going that's crazy when it started to say yeah because you did I didn't realize yeah. what how like the magnitude of what I was doing I thought I was just turned up to training like I came from just Sunday league football in my local area which is Surrey so I wasn't in a in london i didn't understand, yeah. so yeah,
1: yeah, for real, so let me let me just take you back a little bit before then to you know young
2: Cecil growing up, what was life like at home? It was good, i can 't say it was too bad, like i I was from sorry, just a young boy who just wanted to do everything same did you now.
1: always know you wanted to do football like obviously I yeah. know your
2: brother exposed you to it and said oh yeah I'm going to take you to training yeah. other, but don't get me wrong my brother did the
1: same thing yeah. but I just didn't end up playing <laughs> professional football like I, I was the I was the most memorable goalkeeper yeah. in Little League don't yeah, yeah, no yeah. get me wrong yeah I was going to a massive afro and I was like worst <laughs> goalkeeper I went from goalkeeper to striker scored one goal in my whole life and that's just like my little claim <laughs> to football fame that's it <laughs> <a> football <laughs> career done yeah yeah. casual and Little League we got it going Um. but yeah did, did you always know you wanted to like venture into that. I think most kids do nowadays. Yeah. Do you know
2: what it is? Right. It's really deep because I've been thinking about things quite a lot recently. Like it's just kind of the not even the era, just the the career that you you see, you mm-hmm. visualise. It's so very glamorised. Glamorised. Glamorized. And like I was young, and everyone wanted to be a footballer. Like mm-hmm. I remember being in school, and like your teacher be like, what well, do you even grow up?" And I was like, "I want to be a footballer." And everyone. They, yeah. yeah. They all said like all the boys, and the teachers looks at you and just says like you're deluded. Not even. do del- not say anything. You can just see they don't. They're not going to have belief in that career because no, 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 it's no, so no. hard. But luckily enough, I got the opportunity to live that career. But I was mm-hmm. just—I um, wanted to be a footballer. I guess every—it's every boy's dream. I tell everyone like yeah. that is most boys' dreams to be a professional footballer. So yeah. yeah, I feel like that's what at that time was what I really wanted. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. W- was there any other like sort of interests
1: at that, at that age? Just there.
2: Uh, yeah, just like athletics. Like, I was—I'm quite an athletic person. Like mm-hmm. I in school I was. I, I used to run I used to do long jump mm-hmm. I used to be quite athletic I did it Like, like I do now I did everything like yeah. I just, Was you an A-star student? Yeah I was quite a good kid Yeah I, but Listen my parents are Jamaican Listen <laughs> so You think I could I think I could in school Listen my mum <laughs> Lord So um, yeah No I wasn't like A-star I just was like I, wanna, I don't want to say the cool kid Because it just sounds lame But I was just like Someone who was, was Easy to quite, get on with Yeah quite known in the area And just mm-hmm. My education mattered to me because my parents were on my back and my mum was on mm-hmm. my back and I had 100% attendance throughout my whole school career yeah. because, yeah, she was just hard. I mean, it, it helped. I can't, I can't, like, you know, that is amazing yeah. for me personally. Like, it's a good achievement mm-hmm. that I had. But yeah, and also I want to say about football as well. Where I live, I still live there now. Opposite my house is a football cage. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of, we was there, I was there every, every day. Every day, playing. Every hell, day, yeah. like literally to, from the, the sun up to the sun down. So I feel like, I learnt a lot from that and a lot of the boys were a lot older than me, and I was also playing with them. So I kind of felt like football was just there. Yeah, I didn't realise how good I really was ever yeah. until I got signed. But then it was just there. So um, you
1: mentioned your yeah. mum there. Was she, was she a big like support in your in your, in your network?
2: <sighs> I, I could uh, tell by the look let on let your face you. as soon as I've said my, that. Word there. <laughs> yeah, <man>. my mum, <laughs> people. Yes, my mum is um my I'm a mummy's boy. My mum is my yeah, rock. I real. can fully admit. I throw mm-hmm. my hands up. People are normally afraid to say things, but yeah, no, I'm a real mummy's boy. Like she's looked after me, and it's just her, me, and her. And she supported me for everything. She wanted me to be a dancer. Yeah, and saw that was the thing I should have took. I should took that option when I had the opportunity, but I chose to be a footballer and she felt let down but then she supports everything so she was fine with it and then now look we're doing I'm doing it so yeah
1: exactly it's a full circle exactly that's it um now being asked to go obviously trial and train at crystal palace is it's a you know a, an amazing club mm. what did that feel like at such a young age
2: um once i acknowledged it that I was at a, at crystal palace i'm real like you want to hold on to every moment As as a young boy, and I I like to say this to people: like when you're that age, the teenage years, like emotions are so high, Mm. like really high. And um, because I mean, you've got your friends going out there, like like going to like parties and things like
1: that, and like they they just had that they just had a different sort of mindset on them things there. But from young, all my
2: friends literally they had a different mindset. mm -hmm. They were from. Remember, it started at 15, and I had a career up until 19. I missed all the partying years. I was my head was in different places, Mm -hmm. and they were going out. Like you said, I actually. I didn't lose friends, but my close friends now, they weren't around at that time because I couldn't be around them. No. So, um, it's a sacrifice that you make for your career that right? Exactly, exactly. And I hold on to the times I had at the clubs, especially Palace. Like, it was my first time on a, on a football coach And it sounds mad Like that sounds ridiculous To people listening It's just a football coach But when you're young
1: well, Like the coach that they you, They travel to, like,
2: <laughs> Honestly It was
1: like a It wasn't even like a spaceship Like to me It was like It was, like an, it was an upgrade from the From the uh, private show For yeah, Red Bus That you usually what, get like, eh, Exactly <laughs> that Like
2: you walk on And they got like A kitchen at the back They've got tables On the coach they got TVs I was mind blown I was mind blown I'm like, <laughs> the Whoa. coach Let alone so, like, playing Exactly Let alone football, playing yeah. on, in, Like on a good Like a good pitch Like that was the next step, like everything I saw, I just held on to. Okay, so my day two is June 16th,
1: 2010.
2: Yeah, school times, mad, good times. I love school, I loved it. Um I was in set two for pretty much everything. That's why I just got to put middle, middle ground. And it was fine, but then like year eight and stuff like my friends were moving up some people were in set ones there was a lot of nice girls in set one <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, just, it's all over it alright cool so obviously I was like I need to just like work like graph so then to be on the same level yeah, and even be to, considered do you know what I mean yeah and if I'm honest like I've said before I like to do if it's the best ability but that was another reason so I was, in, I was in year nine now in this day day two I was in year nine and I was just smashing out work like I was really on it and I moved up at school I uh, moved up in from set 2 to set 1 in geography history maths and english all in one year and I mean it was just, my mum was so proud I didn't really think much of it when I was young you don't really realize No, like, you just you take it for granted you yeah. just you just go in school and cuz I think the 100% attendance helps like I didn't re- I don't look at these things but then when you look back you think wow like this is pretty achi- it's a good achievement so mm-hmm. I didn't realize but the school were very happy about it and they offered me gifted and talented for doing being moved up basically in three sets before, oh, wow. so i was like oh this is incredible so what do i get yeah, <laughs> as a kid i'm yeah. like what am i gonna get and then they said basically they sent an email to my mom saying like we want to t- take let cecil go to italia conti associate school so for those who don't know basically it's a performing arts school but it's a weekend school so it's saturday and sunday they hold classes in mm. at, um, dance acting singing all forms of dance all genres yeah, yeah, yeah. so um I was like, okay. I mean, I just moved up in all these sets, and they're giving me dance. So I was like, that's a bit random, but. <laughs> that was your do reaction. Know what I mean, yeah. yeah, I was kind of like, I don't really know. And my mom, my mum was. Just, what am I going to do with that? Yeah, what am I <laughs> going to do with it? Like, what am I going to do? I thought I was going to get like a set to Fort Park with some money and all this, but nah. But we got that, and um, obviously it cost to go there, so it was all fully funded by the school. So my mum was like, "It's an amazing opportunity, Cecil. Like, just give it a shot." And I was like, "I don't really know." And then she was like, "Come on!" And I said, "I'll give it a go." And then she got really excited and she was like, I'll get you a leotard. I'll get you the ballet shoes. <laughs> and if you can imagine my face, I was like, what? <laughs> like I've come from. I going from Crystal Palace on the coast, Exactly. Not to forget. on I'm the coach. Coach le- Leotards and, and ballet shoes. Exactly nice. that. So I, I held a I whole, quite a, yeah, like a, I was like a, I feel like a cool kid. So I was like, nah, I, I can't be doing that. But I was like, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. So mumble all the stuff. And I saw it, and she she actually laughed at me. I remember trying on my leotard for the first time. It was a full like cat suit, s- skin tight. <laughs> my mom was in stitches. She took photos. She showed the neighbors. And I'm like, what's going on? So then, always um, I, I, I I went, I went. I'm gonna be honest. I went down there. Um, yeah. to it. so the the associate school was actually at my school, so they paid to hire the school out basically. So I went there, and it's very close to my house. And um, surprisingly, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was just like a release. Like there was a lot of female tension there I was kind of like the only male <laughs> male kind of guy in my area it seems so. like your whole life right now is I been know, motivated girls, but girls, if, it's you're, if you're bad. an improvement well, yeah, find a girl that's worth yeah, it yeah, right? exactly so obviously but like I felt like a cool kid and I was there and I was the only kind of guy there there was other guys but there wasn't many so I was just like cool this is fine and I enjoyed it I got to express a lot and um it kind of just kept going mm-hmm. if I'm honest I kept going every weekend like, I couldn't stop like football it was football Saturday Sunday I spent the whole day just at this dance school yeah. um it was significant and um yeah, I thank the my school for that and I thank the associate school because
1: yeah so it's the moments there obviously going uh, at a young age how important would you say it is to jump on those opportunities um to to try new things out because obviously that was that was completely outside your comfort zone
2: right yeah, yeah, so I have another like a big issue with this so the world nowadays we don't celebrate achievements enough we yeah. don't we don't at all and that's just how it is. We, we look at all the negatives in schools and how like kids are acting and how they are and how we can better them and how to help the, those kids like isolate them and give them private tutoring and stuff because they're bad or naughty, which is terrible because yeah. then the people that are really working their butts off are getting left behind. Mm-hmm. So it's really sad. And I feel like I, that's why I said I'm so thankful for my school because they recognised that I was actually working hard. They gave me an opportunity to explore more about myself which i never knew i didn't know i was going to enjoy it so much so it's so important and any teachers or schools or principals anyone listening if you have if you have children or anything make sure you just let them know to celebrate the successes and don't worry about all the time all the negatives
1: when you first went to that 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 sunday school yeah right and it it was fully funded and everything like that you walked you walked in and when did you first actually know that maybe I might be alright at performing you know I could do a little two step the girls
2: look nice here I might actually come when did you know that you was alright I never knew I was alright at performing I'm gonna be honest with you I never had confirmation like I would never I still to this day I find it hard to hear that I'm a good performer not because it wasn't something that was natural to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never knew I was right but I knew that I was enjoying it because the days when like, when I went to like school discos, I was the one breaking it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, this, it, has discos, yeah, it has a benefit. It has a benefit. you know discos, what I mean? Yeah. It has a benefit somewhere. Like it must have because yeah, I just went, used to go out and be confident and being able to, like I was confident in myself to dance wherever mm. I was and I was learning that from the school. I was learning it from the weekend school. Yeah. So um, I never, yeah, I never knew when i was good but i knew that i was like this is a beneficial place to be going so my day three is the 25th of june 2012. this date is massively significant um this is monumental actually it's when i signed my professional contract for crawley town fc wow yeah it's 16 years old um exposed into a world I did not seek, I don't know, didn't really know much. of what I did know about, but didn't know about. Yeah, anything. so it's
1: like all the, all those times in the cage finally yeah, paid, paid off. All off, the yep. training had paid off, you know, from Crystal Palace, to Crawley Town, yep. professional contracts at the age of 16. Talk to me. So
2: so what, what was it like when you first got that news of, of, like, they wanted to offer you a professional contract? Like I said, I was in school. After Crystal Palace, by the way, I didn't go to another professional club. Crawley was the next one, which was quite a long way after. My brother, again, who was... He used to be heavily involved In football it was like mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to take you to a club Don't think nothing of it Blah 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 blah. So I was in school um, It was on a weekend actually I went down to Just a tr- Just a Training session With under 16s At Crawley Town Right And um, we played a match actually And Not just the players In my team but the players in the other team, they were just—I was just running rings around them. Like they really? were, yeah. It wasn't—it wasn't right. It just didn't feel right. It felt like a joke, joke level. Like yeah. I was just couldn't believe it. It was ridiculous. And then, so that's how it started. Under sixteens, and I was a, a level above. Mm-hmm. So then the next week after, I got my brothers like, oh, they want you to go back, but train with the youth team.
1: Yeah.
2: So this where things got a bit different. So I was with the youth team and did a training session, and I was like, okay, this is a lot more challenging. But I was at the level, which was crazy to me to think. I was like, yeah. I'm at the level of all of you lot. And then it got more intense. The club started ringing my school saying, can we have Cecil for day release? And people that are listening, day release is basically where a professional football club will contact your school and say, can we have a a specific player for the day to train? And they have to get permission. If they say, yeah, then you just basically miss the day and it's all... Gone through correctly Yeah So I love a little fact now Nowadays They're doing it in primary schools That's how sad it is Wow So yeah imagine That's young man Imagine So I'm involved in football now Again yeah. luckily And that's what I've been told Like the big clubs Are Arsenal, Chelsea They ring primary schools to have kids out And it's so damaging no see a this is the why. thing
1: because uh, there's so many people well so many young young kids nowadays are sitting there and they're idolising these footballers they're idolising you know the World Cup just went past you know th- there's certain players that they're looking at and they're just like oh I'd love to do that one day and it's all very you know it- it's all glamorous yeah it's glamorous it's a glamorous lifestyle when yeah. you're at that level but there's a lot of things behind the scenes that they don't really know and you know are you, are you well I'm guessing you'd agree you're against that I'm sort against, of thing I'm
2: against it massively And you know? I'm not sour anyway I've, I have to look look into things in depth so like taking a kid out of primary school which they do there's no secret about that is damaging because you're missing all your you're missing like playing with your friends childhood education and then it continues through secondary school And then what happens once you get to secondary school you're doing day release every so often mm. you get released at what 14 15 don't get a yeah. contract the parents are believe they're gonna be their son's gonna be or daughter's gonna be a footballer and mm. then they have nothing. What do they do? They, they've just lost that, missed out on all that education. All, and all. it's the
1: experiences, yeah. isn't it? Being yeah, exposed
2: to those experiences. Yes. Yeah, they have nothing. What do they, what do, they do? And the par- parents don't know how to handle it because their kid believes they're going to be a footballer because they've been going to that club so regularly. Yeah. And there's, there's not much there in the system to help. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. I'm currently trying to fix it. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really hard. So, luckily for me on my day three, I was getting asked to do day release in year 11. So I was literally yes. just about to leave. Yeah. Um, It was hard My mum was against it Because Yeah so Because I was about to say
1: What what do you think Then like What was going through your mind Because you're going like right, cool It's it's year 11 Mm. You're just finishing Like the end Of a a really long
2: journey Through secondary school Yep Um, My mindset was You just got to make it worthwhile Cecil Because yeah Like I said I was missing I remember There was an exam the next day And they asked me for day release Yeah um the day before one of my exams and obviously when you're in your exams you do extra studying like in schools like you do just before your exam and i had to miss that and i was like but i was going to training finishing training then going home and just cramming in revision so Mm -hmm. um it was hard it was it was it was hard but um i just made the most of it like i said so if we go if i go back to the story so a youth team the arts with no the club arts they can have me for training this was a Massive day So this training session Was special Because I went there To Crawley With the youth team And the youth team manager said Look today we're training With the first team We're playing against The wow. first team yeah. So this was it This was make up To me it was make up I, yeah, I didn't well, know
1: Because yeah, if you but, but be honest If you performed like really well Then they would be like Well why don't we want him yeah. On our team scoring goals there, You know what I mean There's, there's we the call
2: up There we go So I didn't realise Like I said I'm very naive At this age I am I never said that But I am naive at this age I'm just going and just Playing Because that's all you'd know So we lined up I got I was starting against The first team It was amazing Like I can't tell you The emotion I was feeling Mm -hmm. I had the game in my life That's just how to play play, Best way to put it I was up against Claude Davis So if you research him He's a um, professional footballer He's not Mm -hmm. anymore But he was a defender For Crawley Town Played Mm -hmm. in For Jamaica And he was a big unit. Like, he was a big guy. I was small this age. He was massive. And I spun him. I remember this like it was yesterday. <laughs> the ball came into me. <laughs> I, I literally... You're not going to forget this, yeah, <laughs> I'll never forget. I was in the box. I spun him a treat and he elbowed me in the nose. He actually bust my lip open as well. Yeah. So, hit me in the nose and got my lip. So, my lip was cut open and the first team manager went up to the to the youth team um linesman was like you're not gonna flag it as a penalty and he like panicked he was like yeah okay it's a penalty and it was a penalty anyway yeah, but yeah, yeah. he was just scared to do it so they gave me because obviously we're a youth team their first yeah. team so um he gave me a penalty and I took it and scored and then that was their that was the most memorable moment for I guess for the first team manager of me and yeah. of myself and then after that I had a next week Saturday I played a match in front of the all of the chief execs because they all came down heard yeah. about me being at the club and other club and other players that they're looking to sign, and I did really well again. And I remember my, my brother saying, "The first team manager likes you," and then within that week, I signed my contract. So that is where it came together. Oh, imagine that! Imagine, imagine that! At some point
1: along this journey, it all went pear-shaped. Because mm. right? you know you're living the high life there at that 16 at Crawley Town, signing your yep. first professional contract, performing on a stage, which is a lot of pressure that that football stage because yeah. you're you're judged constantly. You're just judged on ability. Yeah. So then, what went wrong? What what sort of put a spanner in the works? So this is
2: I'm gonna tell some truths about football that a lot of people may not even know. Um, it's a business as as it, it, everything is, but um, it got really it got really. Darker at the time, So I I came in to Crawley Town. Um, the first couple of weeks I was with the first team training. I was playing for the reserves regularly. I wasn't even with the youth team whereas I sh- where I should have been. But I was doing really well pre-season. I was on fire. I have great pre-seasons. Yeah. That is my time because the sun's out. I'm enjoying life. And I, I love, I just, I don't know what it is. I'm a seasonal player, I guess. But um, yeah, so I was flying. And um, the club at the time were really supportive. And then, had a manager that just enjoyed victimizing young people or having power he's a power hungry man there's a lot of people that that do enjoy power but he took it to another level so you need to imagine i was a young boy when my emotions are high like all the time because i'm living supposed to be living the dream like Mm -hmm. i thought this was my dream he minimalized everyone all the players we used to get shouted out we used to get stuff thrown at us he used to just say awful things swear I've had racial abuse From him Um, Yeah it's ridiculous It was crazy And this is a
1: professional Professional level
2: level. And I'm not just saying this This is This man is not allowed To coach in football anymore Like he's been blacklisted So it's not just me Having a sob story This is like facts So um, we went through a lot Um, I remember being 17 years old So I live in Surrey I live close to Crawley Town Which is in Sussex But it was only like a 20 minute drive for me To get to to the ground I was never late As you know I had good attendance From school I was never late Mm -hmm. It's my dream But when I turned 17 He was like I want you to move out and I said I was a mummy's boy, like my mum meant the world to me. So I was like, what do you mean move out? He's like, yeah, we want to move you out. You need to live the full football experience, which is a terrible thing to say because that makes no sense. Yeah. So he moved me out because he said you have to. And I moved to Bewbush, which is, if you guys don't know Crawley well, it's, it's, not, it's not it's not a, like a great area. I yeah. lived in a house where my room was so small that when I opened the door, it hit my bed. Was you with other players? I was with one other player. Okay. And um, it was just a really awful place. So it was. So it, was it
1: was like this. Guys came along. He's come in. He's been really manip- manipulative. Yeah, yeah. And he's turned around and said to you, "Okay, look, you can continue professional football, but you need to move out. You need to be in Do this all right this. mindset yeah, and yeah, things and like all this. That, Yeah.
2: Wow. And it threw me. And like obviously, he um, was so bad. Like he just switched. I was supposed to be the golden boy at one point. And me and another player supposed to be the golden boy The first team loved us, but he just—I don't know what it was. We had five different managers, first team managers and six different chief execs in the Mm. time I was at Crawley. So nothing was consistent. No. So I feel like he just, he knew that he was in a losing battle and he just threw it on us. So um, he was awful. I can't even explain to you. He used to shout at me, which is normal, but in a really bad way. And I just couldn't handle it. Like, and the worst thing is, this is what I learned from it. I took from it because you have to find positives and everything to be a, a strong person, I believe. So I put all my happiness in him so mm-hmm. if he was happy I was happy if if he wasn't happy I'm doing something wrong and yeah. everything so it's almost like he was putting happiness into the wrong people yeah exactly and my dream is to have another contract and be signed professionally so yeah. everything I thought he was the guy that could change that to me it was like you decide my future which was ridiculous if I took myself out of myself my own head and realised like he had no power of me signing more yeah. contracts I'd be a lot better person a lot better player at that time okay so my day four is september the 11th 2015 so
1: this is where the performing arts comes into the situation right we obviously know that you went through quite a bit with crawley town you you was exposed to professional football life at quite
2: a young age yep you know where does the performing arts passion come into this okay so i have to obviously just rewind just a little bit to get you into where this day the day four so um I was released from Crawley Town at 18 years old. and
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I
2: didn't, I didn't know what to do. What, what can you do? All you know is football. What yeah. do you do? Um, Monday to Friday, I used to, at Crawley, So it was, like I said, I used to train. Saturday, play matches. And Sunday, I'd actually go back to Rygate, where I live, to go dance. Um... And perform at that the associate school which I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So once I got released, I um was still going to that associate school and a saint named Janine Eaton, who runs it, just basically saved my life ish in a sense mentally. So I went to Move It. This is how I remember. So I went to Move It, which is a dance exhibition. It's Huge. in London XL, it's massive. Mm-hmm. All the dance schools in the whole of the country come down, there's shows. It's ginormous. It's one of the, it's crazy. It's crazy. So um I went there just because I was there and I was released. I wasn't really doing much in my life. I got I got offered to go so I went down there and um Atali Conti was there, the main school, the main like establishment was there and they said, look, we're having a boys open day. Would you come down? Mm. And I was like, yeah, sure, of course, of course. But in my head, I was like, I'm not going like, I'm, I've just been a footballer. I've like, yeah. done with dance, forget that. I was in a really toxic mindset like I was closing doors mentally all the time because yeah. I thought, you were still dealing with being yeah. released, right? Yeah, exactly. So I was thinking, I can still have this dream. I can still have it. I can chase it. I'll go non-legal, come back up. That's what everyone does. That's not the case. So um, yeah, I was like, I'll come. Of course I'll come. But I wasn't going to go. Left move it. The next day, Janine rang me, the woman who runs the associate school. And she said, look, my bosses rang me and said, you showed interest about going to the boys' open day. He's said, like, if you could do anything for me, um, please, could you go? And I, I had to. I just yeah. I had to because the, her, she yeah. does, yeah. done so much exactly exactly. so I didn't say as well once I left school at 16 obviously my scholarship finished because I don't go to the school anymore but mm-hmm. she carried on saying I'll give you a full scholarship for you to come every week oh wow so that I got to thank her for that and yeah so I was like I owe it to you to just go your boss is said like can I come mm-hmm. I'll do it for you so I went I went to the boys open day and we did basically a master class of every style like jazz we did fitness class we did street commercial um, acting and singing and yeah this day changed my life so I did the day and then we had a meeting straight after the open day so the teachers did scores basically on the students Mm -hmm. and then you go and have a meeting with the principal so before I went in there I had it I made up in my mind I said I don't want to come for three years I was so arrogant so rude like in my head I was like I don't want to go for three years because I was scared because I thought I was too old so I was like I don't want to go for three years let me just tell her like can I do a part time thing or maybe just do a one year crash course yeah that was what I was about to say. And before I opened my mouth to say my excuses, she goes, I want to offer you a full scholarship. And it just went silent. <laughs> it was just me and her. And she was just staring Literally. at Literally. Like, like, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to think. I it just I went blank. And for those that don't know, it's like a £12,000 a year establishment, that's Haleo Conti. Oh, wow. um, and it's a private institution. Same with a lot of all the other performing arts schools. They're very expensive. And um, yeah, so when she said that, I just was mind blown That's
1: essentially Something changing The complete direction Of which you were aiming him, right
2: Yeah And she literally Said to me She said You got great scores And we're just gonna I'll let you think about it Because I didn't have to Make a decision And I'll let you think about it And you just get back to us I'm just gonna leave you with that And then bam I left the room And that was that I had to think about it I was still in a Naive Arrogant Young mentality Because I yeah. never confirmed That I was gonna go Until the day of the induction day So they were sending me Emails about my decision All the way through summer mm-hmm. off, like every almost every week like assessor gonna come you're gonna confirm they rang my parents and i didn't know because i was just not i was just scared i was actually scared that's the the real honesty i was scared to take a leap of faith into something different which i didn't know much about i didn't know enough about so on the induction day i was coming back from red fest a festival with my friends (laughs) and my friends we were driving back and i was like can you just drop me off at guildford is how you And they were like what i was like yeah i'm gonna go like i just so,
1: so what what so, like, how do you determine because you you spoke about a couple of passion points there from football to performing arts how did how did you determine you know which one was going to be the best for you
2: oh, you were scared man yeah, i can't you you were scared it, i don't know the answer I, it, it's it's a risk and I didn't realize how much it was and it makes me emotional like you can hear it in my voice is it, it was a risk and I didn't think it was at the time but then once now where I, the life I live now like the story transcended everywhere mm. of the transition from football to dance So Or performing Yeah that's So
1: you've just right. recently gra- Graduated
2: from Italia Conti right Yeah Yeah, literally last Congratulations week. Thank you very much yeah. Thank How you does know. it feel Yeah uh, It's like graduating into Nothingness Yeah <laughs> So You know It feels good It just feels It feels good Luckily I've been yeah. quite busy In the week I've only had a week off And things are going crazy But um, It feels good it's, mm. it's just like Something you do every day Like I was doing yeah. 10 hours to, to 12 hours In studios Training Yeah but as well
1: as that free. it seems like so as i said at the start of this podcast you you had you you're always involved in in different jobs different opportunities and things yeah. like that just tell the people like some sort of things which you which you've been
2: up to okay so because last time i saw you was you was a body double right yeah yeah so i never even knew that was a job yeah, see, literally the thing is i didn't know it was a job people like everyone's listening i didn't even know so um i i yeah i didn't know basically i was in italiconti i was still training and i just got a message from a guy called andy answer who runs a, an agency called sports on screen if you guys don't know check it out there he is an amazing man and salvaged salvage me and a lot of young players back into work so mm-hmm. um, he messaged me and said look could you body double for marcus rashford and we don't look similar similar in face but we match everything else feet size height Body weight, um, yeah. like when we stand back to back, it's ridiculous. And yeah, so I said yeah, and um, I got taken to Manchester. It's a media city, and I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, ha- what is body doubling? Like, what is it? Yeah. Do I stand there? He stands next to me. Or am I am I being a fake Marcus Rashford? <laughs> like, am I going on stage <laughs> with glasses? Like, hey, yeah, I'm Marcus. But no, it wasn't that. It was um, we did an advert for Chivita which is a partner brand to Manchester United. And what basically the procedure of this is is quite fascinating. We go in say about eight in the morning we learn choreography football choreography which is quite difficult but like i was a i'm a skilled player because i've come from a career of being yeah, a footballer so course. i had to learn to like basically they told us you got to flick it over your head chest it down control and then hit the targets bang 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 and receive the ball and then put it into the goal i was like okay cool so we did that for about three hours like i had to keep nailing it and nailing, yeah, yeah. It, and nailing it they kept filming doing takes doing takes doing takes and then out of nowhere so this is all new to me my mind was blown yeah um you get like a big rush of noise and like all the crew come in like they're here they're they're coming they're coming so basically the professionals came in so it wasn't just rashford it was rooney was there matter was there oh wow yeah um yeah barley and um and rashford so it was mad so they all come in security flood into the studio and say basically they have an hour they only have an hour in the studio so they come in and they say oh what have you been doing and we just show them what we've been doing all morning so they learn what we do quickly and then this is how you know they're professionals because they just do it in a couple of tapes wow like they they do it they film they get the face shots yeah and then they go they go and then we're there till the end of the night till about nine o'clock at night just making sure they've got all the shots shots. yeah and and then and then it all pulls together and i've seen the advert and you wouldn't even know at all (laughs) i was in you wouldn't even have a Uh, it's ridiculous how amazing tv and and film and everything is done because you you couldn't tell but it's basically 80% of the advert is me but you would never know so Mm -hmm. um yeah that is a job i get to do and from that it took me to open so many doors like i was invited to nike events as his double um yeah and just do a lot of cool work through sports on screen and yeah that was that was that was one that's one job like that's one job of
1: so made. yeah because I was about to say so from that like you using your experience of what you went through from from football moving into performing arts,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you've also started your own company you mentioned
2: yep so um, so in yep. a nutshell what's that doing so um, I just I'm basically setting up it's not completely set up yet obviously it's just starting out um I love movement it's the movement specialist and that's what I am I'm movement specialist I enjoy all forms of movement so like from dance to football to swimming to even like fighting they have different styles of movement and yeah I study it all and um, yeah so I like to do on. I'd like to on set choreography basically for like ad- basically what I do like on awesome, adverts yeah. like just coach people about how to move from one one area to another area and promote a brand for, yeah. through TV and film and stuff so that's one aspect of the company like I said I'm very busy I try to do everything so <laughs> another aspect is a talent talent transfer talk basically is where I go around to all the football clubs in the country through the LFE which is the League Football of Education and I um, deliver talks about having a plan b or or a second option after Amazing, football because yeah.
1: i mean that's that's the key thing it's always having like this side
2: hustle yeah um important to like not put your eggs all in one basket yeah. and things like that yeah it's, da- it's dangerous to do that you have to i hate people saying have a plan b because in school i was like no I don't yeah because if like, you have a plan b you just focus so, yeah, on plan the, a right yeah, you're deterred from plan a however however i've realized once you have a plan b or something that stimulates your brain somewhere else you you progress more in the plan a mm-hmm. because like it just it just makes sense because you're not trapped in a mindset of like this is my everything you're like yeah. oh, oh i got this so i can just be relaxed and enjoy what i'm doing and yeah. that is literally it like my football is 10 times better because i have other things going on um same with the f- professional footballers at the clubs when i was at crawley they were doing degrees and stuff whilst traveling. sounds
1: like your work rates just completely just rocketed yeah it's just it's
2: gone it's it's gone crazy yeah it's mad i've only just graduated so it's just crazy but um it's nothing like being being busy. It's nothing, yeah, nothing better than that. Yeah, for real.
1: So day five is five years into the future okay so, so it's, a, it's a difficult thing to say because i was saying like we we always get asked this question from a young age mm. you probably never imagined ever signing a professional football contract let alone ever performing on stage in leotard and ballet yeah, shoes exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um you know regardless whether with a girl's influence or not <laughs> what, five years from from today like where,
2: where do you actually see yourself going all i want to be and this is like god's honest truth and in my heart I just want to be happy and that is literally it my happiness came before anything like I was a footballer earning money to a student earning nothing but all I cared about was if I was happy or not so I want to be happy like I have I don't say I have dreams anymore because my dream was to be a footballer and it turned out awful (laughs) it didn't turn out awful it was a great time it was something that changed my life and moulded me but it wasn't what I expected so I don't have a dream I just would like to pursue five years time Mm -hmm. acting like I love acting I get a lot of um, I get stimulated a lot from being on sets yeah TV sets and films and stuff so I'd love to be like in a film that everyone can see A watch out yeah I'd love to do that and I'd love to have my company working like succeeding yeah giving back to the community of football and giving back to young players mm-hmm. like it means so much to me I literally just came from the meeting about it mm-hmm. like I said to you before so it means a lot to me so it'd be lovely to just be able to live my dream and also give back and yeah and just inspire others like that's the the end goal and yeah. i feel like that's what my legacy hopefully will leave once i go so yeah, without um, a doubt man you'll be a household name that's, that's, known the, that's the plan that um, the plan. now
1: a lot of now a lot of people listening into this podcast yeah will be wondering you know you've done so much along th- that journey there like going from pillar to post yeah if you was to give three simple tips what would those be
2: okay so three simple tips one number one up there top massive happiness is first mm-hmm. um always put your happiness first not just you obviously others around you but you have to be happy in what you're doing mm-hmm. um it's really difficult to do that because wild pressures of like bills and stuff and whatnot but you just find happiness in what you're doing um it means a lot to me i always use my hashtag hashtag soul because that is the deepest amount of happiness i can feel is through my soul just mm-hmm. being happy so that is number one Um, Put it first Um, Number two is Be as positive as you can As much as you can Really like It's difficult to say People Everyone has a story though Everyone goes through hardship Like everyone So um, Don't throw What you're going through On other people If it's negative Try and just stay positive And find the positives In The bad times Because it just Moulds you as a person Mm -hmm. Like number three Take risks (laughs) Really Take risks in life Um, You live You have one life that that's, should be deep enough if you have one life Like you don't want to Just be stuck Doing the same th- You might want to be stuck Doing the same thing But if you know You could be happier Doing something else Take a risk um, Yeah Take a risk And that's in everything Work Take a risk in people Take a risk in relationships It just all ties in together
1: Cecil, so, thanks so much For coming in this week bro Honestly Yeah um, It's been absolutely amazing hearing your Everyday Hustle. All of you listening have the tools for success, but it's only your Everyday Hustle that's actually going to get you there. I've been Tyler West, and don't forget to let us know what you think and talk to us about your Everyday Hustles over on our social medias. Uh, You can find us at Everyday Hustle Show on Instagram and ED Hustle Show on Twitter. Please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show. This has been the Everyday Hustle, a Studio 71 production. Thanks for listening. Until next time, goodbye.